Today on the newscast, the UN gets ready to accuse Israel of apartheid. And the Palestinians throw the Biden administration under the bus. We've got all the breaking details, plus my exclusive interview with Israel's former UN ambassador, Danny Danone, next. Folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. It's been a very busy couple of days at the United Nations when it comes to that old UN tradition of bashing Israel. Before we break it down, I just want to encourage you to subscribe to the Watchman News channel right here on YouTube and click the notification bell so you get alerts every time a new video is posted. Okay, let's get into it. The UN's Human Rights Council released a report last week condemning Israel and blaming alleged Israeli discrimination against Palestinians for any violence between the two sides. Not Iranian-financed Hamas rockets and terror tunnels, not the Palestinian Authority's incitement and reward payouts to terrorists who murder Jews, and not the continued refusal of Mahmoud Abbas and other Palestinian leaders to recognize Israel's right to exist. No. According to the UN report, only the end of Israel's so-called occupation of Palestinian lands will put an end to the violence. Israel thankfully did not cooperate with this sham commission, which was rigged against Israel from the very start. It also won't cooperate in another upcoming UN commission we learned about this week that will investigate whether Israel has practiced apartheid against the Palestinians. Oh, and the person leading that probe has called for an arms embargo against Israel. I'm sure it will all be very fair and balanced. Hey, anyone who spent time in Israel knows that the apartheid charge is insane. But we live today in the kind of times that the prophet Isaiah referred to when evil is considered good and good is considered evil. Now, as for that first UN Human Rights Council report that I mentioned the U.S. and 21 other member countries on the council, to their credit, released a statement blasting the council for the report and for its general anti-Israel bias. By the way, the Trump administration pulled the U.S. off of the council for that very reason, only to see the Biden White House rejoin last year, in their words, in order to change it from within. Good luck. The reaction to the statement from the very same Palestinians that the Biden administration has vowed to defend and support was to call for the U.N. General Assembly to ban the United States from the council altogether. Some thanks. At the end of the day, though, all of this anti-Israel madness at the United Nations should come as no surprise. Since its inception in 1945, the U.N. has passed more resolutions against Israel than any other nation. That includes China, North Korea, Iran, Syria, Cuba, Russia. Think about it, folks. Israel, a free and open democracy, has been targeted more by the UN than some of the world's most notorious rogue regimes and human rights violators. So needless to say, the job of being Israel's representative at the UN can be a very difficult one. You could say it's like going straight, into the lion's den. And that's the very fitting title of Danny Danone's new book. Now chairman of World Likud, Danone was Israel's ambassador to the UN for five years. And he joined us to share the inside story of his experiences 
as laid out in his great new book that you need to pick up. Again, it's called In the Lion's Den. Take a look. Ambassador Danone, thanks so much for joining us. Your new book is called In the Lion's Den, and you most certainly were for five years as Israel's ambassador to the UN. We've got a lot to unpack today about your great new book and your experiences there. But I want to start with a question. Why do you think having that experience five years at the UN, why is the UN so hostile to Israel? How has the culture built up at that institution, which has been inherently anti-Israel? What's the root of the problem there? So after, uh, as you mentioned, very long uh, five years, I have seen it all. I have seen the, the bad guy, the good guys, the allies, the adversaries. And, you know, I'm optimistic about the future of Israel because what I learned that you have the public UN where you see all those ridiculous resolution condemnations against Israel, but you have the private UN where people actually admire Israel. They want to get together with us and to learn from us. And I think the challenge for us is to close that gap between the private and the public. We did it. You know, in the book, I speak about the Abraham Accords, the amazing accords that were initiated by the previous U.S. administration. And I spoke about it, how it changed the lives of so many people in the Middle East. So I think also in the future, we will be able to change the atmosphere. But still, the resolutions that are against Israel will stay there forever, Eric. No one can change them. So... We would have to learn to live with that. The Obama administration, and you detail this at great length in the book, uh, they helped to spearhead an anti-Israel resolution, Resolution 2334 at the UN. Tell us a bit about that, how that was such a difficult experience for you personally in your role, but how ultimately Israel came out of that and you came out of that in your position even stronger. That was the hardest moment in my uh, uh, public life. And, you know, I have seen a lot. I know I was deputy minister of defense, a minister. But to be there in the Security Council by myself, you know, I was used to fight uh, the Palestinians, the EU, the UN institutions. But here I was also fighting our closest ally, the United States, who was pushing this shameful resolution. And I want to remind you that actually the resolution called our presence in the old city of Jerusalem, a flagrant violation of international law. That was disgraceful. Uh, And for me to be there by myself, uh, it it was very difficult, very challenging. But when I spoke, I looked at the ambassadors and I told them, we will overcome, we will prevail, like we did in the past. When you read the Bible, you know, we had to fight so many enemies. And at the end of the day, here we are today. So we learned the lesson that we can count only on ourselves. And look what after a few months after, when Ambassador Nikki Haley, when she came to the UN, we changed everything. You know, the embassy was moved to Jerusalem. President Trump pulled out from the Iran deal. The U.S. pulled out from the Human Rights Council. And we played offense. So the lesson is to be optimistic, even when you are in a moment that you think that there is no future or no hope. Judea and Samaria, that was a point of contention between Israel and the Obama administration. And it seems that many at the U.N. just don't get why Judea and Samaria, the biblical heartland of Israel, are so important to the Jewish state for a variety of reasons. Could you break down for us the importance of Judea and Samaria for the state of Israel? When I speak in public places, including at the U.N., I always speak first about our biblical rights. 
And that's what I did in the Security Council. I delivered a speech. It became viral. It was called the Bible speech because I actually took the Bible and I read from the Bible and I explained the, the internal connection of us, the Jewish people, to, to the land of Israel, to Judea and Samaria, to Jerusalem. And I think that's the basics, you know, where we have to first speak about our biblical rights. Only after that, we can discuss uh, other rights that we have, mainly international law uh, and, and the fact that we, we liberated the, the land uh, when the Jordanian decided to disengage completely from Judea and Samaria. Uh, and I think the most important thing is to understand that the presence of Jews in Judea and Samaria is not an obstacle for peace. It is ours, it belongs to us, and the presence of the Jews in Judea and Samaria is for the advantage of everybody. That's right. You know, reading from the Bible at the UN, Ambassador, was one of one of your many bold moves at Turtle Bay in your time there. Also, look, uh, kosher food in the UN cafeteria, a Jewish holidays being observed. Talk about some of the ways that you advanced uh, the state of Israel and really the interest of the Jewish people at your time at the UN. Maybe some ways that may not have captured headlines but were very, very important for Israel's continued uh, growing influence at that international body. So you know that uh, I am not a career diplomat. You know, I, I was a minister and member of the parliament for many years, and I, I come with a lot of passion to everything I do regarding Israel and supporting the people and the country I love so much. So when I came to the UN, I actually started to speak about our tradition, our religion. And my colleagues in Jerusalem, the professional diplomats, Somi Daniel, we cannot do that in diplomacy. We don't speak about religion. And I told them, why not? That's us. And you know what? It worked. You know, the minute I started to expose our religion, our Jewish holidays, demanding to have kosher food in the cafeteria of the UN, many, many ambassadors got connected. I invited them to take part in our holidays, whether it's Passover, Hanukkah, the Jewish New Year, explain them about those holidays. And they loved it. So I, I tell all my colleagues around the world, don't be shy about who we are. Be proud of our religion, our tradition. Now, if you want to see my entire interview with Ambassador Danny Danone, tune in to The Watchman Show on TBN tonight, June 16th at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, or watch the Encore presentation tomorrow, Friday, June 17th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. And if you want to see the full episode featuring Ambassador Danone before anyone else, you can join us here as a premium member. Just go to our homepage and click on join. And for just $4.99 a month, you not only help to keep us on the air, you also get some exclusive perks, including a first look at each new TV episode and exclusive behind-the-scenes commentary from yours truly. So check that out. And also be sure, again, to pick up Ambassador Danone's great new book, In the Lion's Den. You can find it at Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. It's a must-read. Thanks for joining us here today on The Watchman. Until next time, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.